What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, Uncle Jed, the party's starting. Hear that music? The Studio DNA Network presents Sports Yak. Two guys talking sports and stuff like that, and stuff, and other stuff. And now here are your hosts, Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. Take it away, you dopes. And away we go with episode 18, Sports Yak, as we head into the weekend. Hi, my name is Corey right there, Chuck Freebie. Hi, kids. (laughs) Chuck is wearing a St. Joseph's hoodie sweatshirt today. He is in what I'd like to call pregame. Well, I have a pep rally to MC this afternoon over at St. Joe High. The girls' soccer team playing for the state title this weekend against Indianapolis Cathedral. Will you have some quips and funny jokes and whatnot? Or or you just feel what the crowd's feeling and you go with it? It's get them in, get them out, get them to the parking lot. Because it's at 2.55 and they get out of school at 3.15. Oh, wow. All right. Have you done this before? Yes. Not my first rodeo. And they asked you back. They have. Do you become professional wrestling-esque during the pep rally in your speech? A little bit. I have to guard against throwing out my voice here before we have a big Friday night game. I was with a friend a couple of years ago at a Notre Dame football game, and he goes, you just don't get excited, do you? And I said, I do, but i got to be on a microphone Monday morning. I can't blow stuff out and... Which was me last fr- a couple of Fridays ago when Penn was taking on Mishawaka. Or if you're listening to this on Spreaker and play it at half speed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, did, did you do it? Yeah. Is that not the funniest thing you've ever. You know what? For the listener, we've, we've got to do just a taste right and, now. And I don't mean to insult our Spotify listeners, our iHeartRadio listeners, our iTunes listeners. Or any of the other platforms. You can do it on all of them, but, I think. Well, can you? Can you adjust the speed? Uh, 
Yes. I I liked me at two times the speed. In fact, that's why I'm having a cup of coffee while I do this, so that I can talk a little quicker and be a little more, fit a little bit more into our time. For those of you that don't know this, you can adjust the time on your podcast. You can listen at uh, half speed quicker, two whole speeds quicker, or for some reason, you can slow it down, which I don't quite understand that. So but this when is, you do, this is you and I at half speed. It doesn't drop our our the vocal key we're in. It just slows us down. You get to whatever, or you're right. going to get fine. You find? Does a college get fined for something like this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> We'll have to keep an eye on that. I tell you, but if we sound just, like that, we're never getting a sponsor. Shows, <laughs> Listen to you. The kind of business. I speak too slowly anyway, and then if you put me at half speed, I really talk too slow. Oh, my gosh. That's so much fun. Oh, woo. Okay. Back to the act. I've got a laundry list of stuff. I want to throw at you some headlines, and you just go to work, all right? I'll do my best. Lakers finally get a win. Yeah, LeBron finally in the W column. They are 1-4, I believe. So, it's still struggling in the West. They will have their struggles. They'll be lucky to be a playoff team this year. If they make the playoffs, then LeBron can work his magic. Rick Carlisle had movie night at practice. Did you hear about this? No. Instead of a really super hard and long practice because of the loss against Atlanta, he made them watch the entire game film from their 111-104 loss, which apparently equaled that of a horror movie. Well, and the Mavericks have been a horror movie. Sadly, they did beat the Bulls the other night, so that kind of tells you where the Bulls stand. Speaking of Bulls, I saw this on your uh, Twitter, October 26th. 1984. Where were you, Chuck Freeby? I would have been, um, let's see, in my junior year at Notre Dame. Would there have been a lot of fanfare when Michael Jordan stepped on the court the first time? I don't think so. Remember, he was only the number three pick of the Mm -hmm. NBA draft that year. And uh, no, I I don't think there would have been an incredible amount of fanfare. I don't think people really realized how good he was until the end of that rookie year. I think he hung 61 on the Celtics in a playoff game. That's when people went, wait a second. Okay. Cavaliers are so bad, (laughs) secondary ticket sites are selling tickets for $2. And everybody knew that was going to be the case when LeBron left that team, is that they were going to stink. And they do. They lost to the Pistons last night, although the Pistons, 4-0 so far this year. $2, Chuck Freebie. Should we go see the Cavaliers play? It's not worth the trip. Yeah. Let's talk baseball. Red Sox head to a, a out west with a 2-0 and lead. Are the Dodgers done? Well, if they lose tonight, they're done. The, this is a must-win game for the Dodgers, and they obviously have to take at least two out of three if they're going to have a shot in this thing. Uh, really, they have to protect home field because I don't, I don't necessarily see them winning a game at Fenway. High school football. Um, I was thinking about this as the week progressed. Last night would have been Thursday as we record this. Mm-hmm. That would have been though one of those emotional last practices for the seniors. I think of the the uh, scene in Rudy where him and his brother or him and his neighbor best buddy or they get to hit the coach one last time. 
192 teams left in the Indiana High School Tournament going into tonight. By the time tonight ends, only 96 will remain standing. So it's a big night. We have Knox and Marion on TV 46. Watch it on Facebook Live on the WHME 46 Sports page at 7.30. Then you can see it on TV 46 tonight at 11. Tomorrow morning at 9, that's a Class 3A game. A lot of good matchups tonight. 6A, Warsaw at Penn. Let me hit the pause button. Are you willing to comment on who won't be practicing next week when it comes to tonight's game with what you saw this week? Or do you want to you want to hold that? In terms of that game, Marion yes. and Knox? I think Marion's the favorite in that game playing at home. Okay. So that would mean the end of the line for the Knox players and, and the end of the line of of the best four-year run in Knox High School history. Now, I could be proven wrong. I thought Knox was going to lose last week to Jimtown. They went to net field and beat the Jimmies on their home field. They're capable of coming to Marion and beating Marion. We'll see what happens. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Penn and Warsaw. Penn and Warsaw. Uh, Penn coming off that loss to Mishawaka in the last week of the regular season. Mishawaka team that runs the same style of offense that Warsaw does because they learned it from the man who's now coaching Warsaw, Bart Curtis, who used to be the head coach at Mishawaka, at one time won four straight over Penn. So we'll see if if the Tigers are at all intimidated coming into TCU Freed Field tonight. I don't think they will be, but I do think that Penn is probably a little bit better football team than Warsaw Mm -hmm. in Bart Curtis's first year, but that is a very interesting matchup to watch. 5A, Concord Memorial, two teams with losing records, but they played a great game in Week 2 of the regular season at Memorial. Concord won that one 31-27. I think the Chargers, from Week 1 to now, have probably improved as much as any team in our area, and I wouldn't be surprised if Memorial reversed that score tonight against Concord. Hmm. 4A, I think the big game in 4A has New Prairie at St. Joe taking on the Indians. A couple of NIC teams they played in the regular season. Very contentious game. Lots of penalty yards in that game. Uh, these two teams do not like each other. I was just going to ask that. They do not like each other. Why do you think that is? I, I think uh, a lot of similar-minded kids. Okay. You know, uh, I think just they, they want to prove that they're – for New Prairie, it's proving that they're better than the private school kids. For St. Joe, it's who are these uppity farm kids coming in here, which New Prairie is not as much of a farm community as it used to be, Yeah, like a lot of suburban areas. So uh, a very contentious matchup there tonight. Winner will probably play Mishawaka in the sectional final. Mishawaka has Riley tonight. I don't think the Cavemen will have too many problems in that game. And then uh, another 2A game to keep an eye on, Bremen, who would seem to be the favorite in its sectional, has to go on the road and play at Central Noble. And the Cougars don't get a lot of pub because they sit in the middle of Noble County in an area that's kind of between South Bend and Fort Wayne that doesn't get a lot of publicity. But they score over 30 points a game. They're going to be a problem for the Lions defensively. Can I hit the rewind button on Bart Curtis? (laughs) Yeah. Are you friendly with him? Yeah. What took him from Mishawaka to Warsaw, do you think? I think uh, a new opportunity. I, I think Bart, if you look at his history... Ten years is pretty much the max that he stays in one place. Okay. And I think the opportunity to coach at a 6A school like Warsaw, the opportunity to coach with his son. Oh. uh, The resources that are available down at Warsaw for him, I think all of those 
gave him reason to look at that job seriously. Okay. Number one versus number two in college hockey tonight. I, I tweeted out a little bit ago, if I could buy locate tonight, this is the other place I would be. The Compton Family Ice Arena should be absolutely rocking for Minnesota Duluth and Notre Dame. At Minnesota Duluth, unlike a lot of other schools, hockey is number one in terms of fan interest, in Sports. terms of being the big man on campus, things okay. like that. And former Irish assistant athletic director Josh Burlow is now the athletic director at Minnesota Duluth. So last year, national title game, Minnesota Duluth beats Notre Dame by a count of 2-1. to one. Now that you have the rematch here in the regular season, should be a packed house at the Compton tonight. And you've got the top two teams in college hockey going head-to-head in an early season battle. Early season. What do you th- what do you think? What do you Notre Dame three zero and one. I I like the Irish skating at home. Uh, you know Jeff Jackson has been through these before. Two game series. By the way, they play Saturday at five p.m. Oh, nice. If you run your mouth and you act like a jack, you're going to pay the price. Hence the Big Ten discipline with Michigan State and Michigan. Well, two teams that both acted like jerks last week. Michigan State and Michigan. Michigan State. Locking their arms for their walkthrough, Michigan deciding that while it's more important to warm up two hours before the game than it is to get out of the way, and even though Michigan State let it be known, hey, we do this walkthrough thing at this time. Now they were a little late for it, and so Michigan was already out on the field warming up some of the players and wound up being a fracas, and there were more fracases as the game went along. Uh, so both schools got fined by the Big Ten, $10,000. And some words in press conferences. Words and reprimands and bitter feelings. and Chuck, oh. do you think they pull those two coaches aside and say, let's, let's create something? Or is that no. a true... Like we need some more attention on this particular game. It's I, Michigan. No, no I, don't, I don't think anybody did that. I don't okay. think you need to do that with Michigan and Michigan State. It's there. It's it, real. It, the animosity is very real between the two schools and between the two coaches. Harb- well, it's it's hard to get along with Jim Harbaugh if you're an opponent. So it's easy to not like him. And Mark D'Antonio isn't exactly warm and snuggly either. <laughs> How's that again? Warm and snugly? Yeah. Which was the original name of this podcast, but then that got voted down. By the way, speaking of the name of this podcast, if you do the South Bend Tribune crossword puzzle, number 61 across today, I think in tribute to us, is Yak. We should find – I've got a paper on my uh, on my desk chair. Um, maybe we'll tweet that out or Instagram it on the Yak with two Ks. There you go. Follow the Yak on Twitter at SportsYak with two Ks. But the second case side. Notre Dame and Navy in San Diego this weekend. What time is that game at? What am I sitting in front? Eastern time. 8 p.m. Which means an 8.09, 8.10 kickoff probably. Chuck Freebie. Get a nap tomorrow. So that's 5 o'clock out there, 6 o'clock? Yeah, 5 o'clock out okay. there. Beautiful California sunset. Announced yesterday the Irish and Navy in Ireland in a couple years. Yeah, and they've done that once before, and so they'll go over to the Emerald Isle and they'll play. And uh, I'll, you and I 
won't have to worry about an 8 p.m. kickoff that night. Uh, it'll probably be more like 9 a.m. back here. Let me ask you this. 2020. We'll probably have a few episodes under our belt. Let's hope. Do you think, via the yak, I could get a press pass by then? No. Well, you could. Now, you'll have to pay your own way to get there. How do you feel about biking? Not good. That's underwater. <laughs> It'd be a good stunt. I, I don't feel good about biking <laughs> you know, around my cul-de-sac. Tell me a little bit about your weekly call-in with this other sports show. You have a problem. You seem to have a problem. No, I'm I'm setting you up for an apology. Well, I would offer an apology if one were warranted. An apology on my end of things. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekday Sports Beat on 96.1 FM has me on as a contributor every Wednesday at about 6.15. This is a trade-off for the host of Weekday Sports Beat, Darren Pritchett, being on countdown to kickoff. Oh, every week. this is how it works. So it's a trade. This is in the back of the Italian restaurant making deals like on Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was listening, um, yeah, after this past Wednesday, and I heard the countdown to kickoff reference. I heard the WHME sports director, and I thought, where's the yak love? And I may have commented to you. <laughs> On the air. On the air about the yak love, or the lack thereof, the yak love. The lack thereof, yak love. Uh-oh, that might be our second tongue twister. So I go back into the archives, and I listen, because you've been doing this for seven, eight weeks this season so far. Right. You did throw in the sports yak on the previous call-in. Mm-hmm. I apologize. And I have done so before. As or as well. Steve Carell says it on uh, Bruce Almond, my apologies. So there you go. I forgot to tell you this. Josh Wilson was in here Wednesday morning. He does another podcast with you. Yes, he does the What Else interview podcast. That'll be out in a couple weeks. See how I helped you promote that? Thank you. Yeah. Josh is at a new record label called Black River. Oh, okay. Black River owns the Buffalo Bills. Really? There's a little sports fun trivia for you. Hmm. And the Sabres maybe as well? That could be. Yeah. Why is Black River so big in Buffalo? I think that's where the owner of the label is from. Okay. But then he transferred to Nashville, got into music world. Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Pay-per-view. $20 on Black Friday to watch Tiger and Phil play in Las Vegas. Not interested. No? Not interested. There's enough other stuff on on Black Friday that I don't need that. They're calling it a clown show. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it will be entertaining. I'm sure Tiger and Phil will be mic'd up and the whole bit, but I'm I'm not that much of a golf nut that I'm going I'm first of all, it's pay per view. I'm not going to pay. Remember we talked about that. A couple not going to pay. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I'm not going to pay to watch golf on TV. No. By I, the way, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to break format. Here. No, it's fine. We can do whatever. There is no format. This is a great day in sports slash movie history. Okay. Follow me on this. Here we go. Okay. On this day in 1951, unbeaten heavyweight champion Rocky Marciano beats Joe Lewis. At Madison Square Garden. 
This, of course, commemorated beautifully by Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in Coming to America. You must be out of your mind. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that? You, the new boy here. Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad in him, too. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. That's right. He did whoop Joe Lewis's ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Coming to America, would you put it in your top 10? Oh, absolutely. All it's right. one of my favorite all-time movies. Speaking of lists and top 10s, I did this about three years ago. Spielberg top 10 movies. I have changed the list from three years ago. Okay. I'd like to contrast and compare. You uh, you published this list on Twitter this morning, as I recall. I did. This was probably at about 6.05 Eastern time, I want to say. I removed Minority Report and The Adventures of Tintin. Well, I, I'd say that's a good move. Yes. In at number 10, 1941. Number nine, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Number eight, The Color Purple. Boy, I don't even think of that as a Spielberg movie. But you're oh, you right. don't? Well, I I know that it is, mm-hmm. but when I'm sitting there thinking of Spielberg movies, that one does not come readily to mind. Do you think Spectacle? Yeah. Well, usually when I think of Oprah Winfrey, I think Spectacle. Okay. No, I meant do you think Spectacle when you think of Spielberg? Well, Oprah. Spielberg, obviously one of the great filmmakers of all time. Number seven, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the mm-hmm. third film. Number six, Jurassic Park. Number five, Schindler's List. I got through a half hour the other day. That's it? Uh, I've, I'm going to watch it in pieces. That's all I could, that's all I could kind of, that's all I had time for. Oh, I thought maybe you were like Jerry Seinfeld and making out in the theater no. during Schindler's List. You were making List. out during Schindler's List? Hello, number, Newman. Number four, I put Saving Private Ryan. Number three, Jaws. Number two, E.T. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You put Saving Private Ryan behind E.T. I did. I've got it right here. Okay. You don't have to show it to me on your phone. I've got it right here. Discuss. Uh, I would not put Saving Private Ryan behind E.T. You'd switch them? Yeah. Because? I, I just think of the realism that is in Saving Private Ryan. And those battle scenes, again, combat movie, mm-hmm. kind of more appealing to me. E.T. just never... E.T. to me is a very much a pop culture moment in time. I, I will grant you that. We're talking lunch pails, stuffed animals, right. out in the desert, a huge pile of video games that did not sell. Okay, so are you looking for the most influential Spielberg movies or the best-made Spielberg movies from a cinematic standpoint. I guess when you say top ten Spielberg movies, mm-hmm. I that go, leaves I a with, lot of wiggle room for the talk. I went with ones that impacted me the most, that have his name attached well, to Well, then it. I'm going to put Saving Private Ryan above E.T. Okay. I, I will agree with you on Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that's 
the best of the Indiana Jones movies and the best of the Spielberg movies. Remember seeing that one at the theater? Oh, yeah. Remember remember what theater? Um, What'd you go to back in the day when you were a young whippersnapper? Did you go to the mall? Yeah, it was probably one of the Concord Mall theaters at the time. Okay. Yeah. The Concord Mall. Now, that was a separate building, right? Yes. Concord 1, 2, and 3, I believe they had. When I first started dating my now wife, and she lived in Elkhart, we saw a few films there. Kind of a uh, theater. Kind of. Uh, yeah. No, there was nothing special. Yeah. Much like the ones over at Pier Moran Mall. Yeah. Um, yes? Jaws, you put below E.T. as well. Jaws scared me as a young man. Yeah. But at the same time... Uh, I think it still holds up today if you watch it. I mean, there's a little bit of a giggle factor because it's like, look at that shark. But for the time that they right. made it, I mean, it was, uh, you know, and classic. We're going to need a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. When he when uh, Dreyfus guts that fish and it's like, oh, this guy's from up up upstate. He throws the license plate out. Oh, I just, oh. the and music. That's, and that's why I wonder about you putting that below E.T., uh, I think you've overrated E.T. You think so? I think E.T. is overrated garbage. In a t- overrated garbage? I'm not going to Where would you put that. it in a top ten list? Of this would it top, even make the top as list? As I'm looking at the top ten list, seven or eight. Have you ever ridden the E.T. ride at Universal? No. Then you haven't lived. Probably not, but that's okay. I've covered everything on my playlist of stuff. How do you feel? Well, let's see. Have we talked about the NFL this weekend, the Bears and the Jets? Has Jimmy Shorts filed some sort of prediction with us? He's been hospitalized. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Things did not go well after last week's game against the Patriots. Well, I can understand that because Jimmy's been picking poorly. Hey, uh, sports fans, it's me, uh, Jimmy Shorts. I, I, uh... I had some guys break my arms and my fingers, and I, I lost money last week uh, with the, the Bears Patriots uh, game. And uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I, if I lose the, the, to the Jets, they're gonna. They said they're gonna break my jaw. So I, and now I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm starting to get a nosebleed. Okay, take, uh, take uh, the Bears to beat the Jets. This week, I, I gotta go. I, 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 oh man, uh, help me, please. Jets and Bears, are they in New York or are they in Chicago? I want to say that game is in Chicago. Let me, okay. uh, you know, we have internet access here, so we have access to a number of different things. Oh, college football weekend. We talked about Notre Dame Navy briefly. Purdue and Michigan State, that's a big game tomorrow. That's on Pulse FM. Who do you like in that one? One more time, Purdue. Purdue at Michigan State. Purdue, of course, coming off that emotional win over Ohio State, trying to build some momentum, trying to build a case for being an actual contender in the Big Ten West. But they have to go into Spartan Stadium and take on the evil Mark D'Antonio, not warm, not snuggly, and his Spartans. Tyler Trent going with him, have you heard? Uh, he is not. However, I do know that Michigan State students, in honoring Tyler Trent, We'll do the same Cancer Sucks chant that the Purdue students did at the beginning of the game. I'm going to go Purdue for the win on right. that one. Well, that's at noon on Pulse FM tomorrow, so that's a little something something you can listen to while you're doing your yard work tomorrow. 
We were talking about NFL. The Jets are at the Bears on Sunday. Colts at the Raiders. Who do you like there? John Gruden, the South Bend Clay alum, or are you going with the Colts on the road? Colts on the road. Raiders suck. Okay. Seattle at Detroit. Big game for the Lions, who are tied at 3-3 three and three with the Bears in the NFC North. Detroit's on a little bit of a roll, and they're in Detroit? Yeah. Yes, Detroit for the win. All right. See, I like the fact that you, through 18 shows now, feel the comfort in making predictions here on the show. You like that? Yeah. I'm with you. That's good. That that shows personal growth for you. Now, we'll see more personal growth when you decide to move E.T. down on your list, but that's another story. Trubisky jersey or a Mac jersey for Christmas? Oh, I would go with the Mac jersey. Yeah? Because of the whole return of the Mac, Mac the knife, you know, there's a lot more E.T. I believe in monsters. I've been seeing that shirt around yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah, that... I mean, but do you still believe in them? They're three and three right now. A couple of weeks, you know, when they were three and one, I was I was on the train saying, "Hey, they're they're not that far behind the Rams here in being good." I was with you in the caboose, and then now they're three and three, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you know who I wish would pan out more, and I've got my eye on them, Eagles, and it's not looking good. They just haven't been the same this year, have they? No, they have not. They've kind of lost that hunger after winning the Super Bowl. So who who would you say you've seen almost half the season? Who who would you expect in the Super Bowl? Right Unfortunately, now? Patriots. Yeah. Rams. Yeah, I would Patriots agree. Patriots Rams. I would agree with you. Okay. I think Sean McVay. I mean, that's an incredible story. This guy's thirty-two years old. The head coach of the Rams. Mm-hmm. Youngest and, in NFL history, yeah, right? Yeah. And he may have the best team in football. Uh, this was on ESPN.com uh, this morning. Red Sox outfielder Mookie Betts, probably the leading candidate to be MVP in the American League this year. And might be best name ever. Game gets over, well, probably about midnight on Wednesday night. Okay. Hours after that game, with temperatures dipping into the 30s overnight, Betts reportedly provided hot meals from trays of food to the city's homeless outside the Boston Public Library. I mean, these guys get on a plane the next morning and fly out to L.A. with the team. He's coming off, you know, you lead the World Series 2-0, you're probably going to be the American League MVP. And he takes the time to go feed the homeless outside the Boston Public Library. So would that have been like breakfast time or just no, it's offering like, meals know, in the like middle of the night? 1 a.m. Wow. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Let's keep an eye on that person right there. So good guy, doing good things. We like to talk about those kind of things here on the Yak. Find your Bible verse and let me set it up by saying this. You do that. Mark Martell. Used to sing for a band called Down Here. Back a handful of years ago, he enters a contest to be the lead singer of Queen. And the video goes viral. He does some touring with them. He now, fast forward, has his own tribute band, The Queen Experience. He was over in No Buffalo last Saturday night. Couldn't mm-hmm. go because of Garth Brooks. Today, today, as we record this, he's put out an EP called Thunderbolts and Lightning. And it's six or seven of his take on Queen Classics. Okay. We're going to end the show with Under Pressure because it... 
We're going to end the show with Under Pressure. All right. Okay? I'm going to play you a couple other ones, but we're going to end the show with that. But before we do... In the meantime, from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, he starts it off by saying, Live in a manner worthy of the call you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love. Basically, think of me here on the yak. Hit the subscribe button, you'll never miss an episode. Yeah, we kind of stick to a schedule, but if you hit the subscribe button, Chuck, you get it every time. It's a fresh new batch of Yak Cookies. Special guest Monday. Special guest Monday, if all goes well, according to Bob Nagel. Muffin McGraw will be sitting here. I will sit to her left. You will sit to her right. And we will badger her with questions. And if you have questions for her, send them into Sports Yak with two Ks, either on Twitter or at our Gmail account. Or you can send them to me at 46 Sports on Twitter. Until next time, have a great weekend. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy each other. And enjoy Under Pressure by Mark Martell. I'm Dick Clark. So long, everybody. Come on, everybody. Puts people on the streets been listening to Sports Yak on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this hot garbage rant. Follow Sports Yak on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's God. Thank God I'm a comfortable. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.